What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Rage to bring y'all something new, something we like to call the Yards of Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. What's going on, Rage? Sid, what it do? Not much, man. We got a lot to cover. Um... But we're going to go ahead and start with the NBA. The NBA season kicked off uh, last night. You had Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and then you had the Lakers take on the Warriors. Um, We haven't talked much NBA since free agency, so I just wanted to get in here and just see how you feel about this NBA season and what direction you think it's going to go in. Um, Before we even start, I thought you had my boy Kobe on your shirt. That's pop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sid is really hyped for this NBA season. <laughs> Honestly, I am, though, bro. I think I think this year, last year um, and the year before, of course, when the pandemic first started, you know, it was, you got into it, you know, with the bubble because you ain't had nothing else to watch. I yeah. mean, I'm a fan regardless, but you really had to try to get into it because there wasn't right. nothing else. Right. And then last year was just a weird season with all the injuries and it being a 72-game season instead of an 82-game season. Still wasn't many fans in the stands. Man, I'm excited for this year, man. We get You got these uh, most arenas back at full capacity. Yes, sir. Um, you got a lot of players coming back off of injury. So I th- and, and, you know, every year it seems like the, the field gets a little more even. There's going to be more, right. you know, more competitive this year. So... I'm really actually looking forward to this season. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Um, even watching it last night, uh, you know, it felt good opening night. I like the matchups that they put out there. Uh, still kind of bummed not to see Clay Thompson out there running around yeah. with Steph. I thought that would have made the world of a difference, but uh, it was it was good to see the NBA back, man. Got all the stars lined up for uh, opening night, and uh, they got the ball rolling. 100%. And Clay looked like they saying about two more months, and Clay should mm-hmm. be should be back, and that's going to make a big difference for that Golden State team. And huge. Um, so I just um, wanted to throw out my final pred- prediction. You know, I always want to get into oh, going into the season go. with a prediction. Here we go. Some teams got never it. played, but see, it got it. Here we you go. Gotta, you got to go into the season <laughs> with a prediction, man. Like I say, I, I really like the landscape, east and west. I think they're going to be teams, uh, especially in the east this year, um, that's going to look a whole lot better than what they have. Uh, Chicago being one of those teams with the additions they made. Indiana just getting healthy uh, and getting back people like Levert and Sabonis. Um, but at the end of the day, man, super, superstars are king in this in this sport. And when you look at the West and you say, well, Jamal Murray's not back healthy yet, but, you know, Denver's still going to be around, but without – when would Jamal Murray be back? You know, and you look at the Clippers and you say, well, Kawhi probably won't play this season. Um, sad to say. Yeah. So when so when I look at the West, it's hard for me to not see the Lakers making it out the West. Um, and then when you look at the East, man, it's, it's always been for me, if Brooklyn healthy, Brooklyn making it. Yeah. But as things stand right now, with Kyrie not playing at home, um, that 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 makes a huge difference, especially if that's something that's gonna last the whole season. Um, 
So right now, with that being the case with him only playing away games, is even with Kevin Durant and James Harden, you like, well, they should still make it out of the East, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm gonna still roll with Brooklyn, but Milwaukee's right there if you're telling me that Kyrie's only gonna be playing road games this year. Didn't the Nets say something on the verge of like if he's not back all the way, then they kind of want him to pretty much stay away? Man, there's so many different reports coming out of there. Um, there have been reports of them just wanting him gone, them wanting to trade him, you know. Um, there have been reports of, look, man, we, we're going to pay you to play these road games, but we're not, we not paying you if you're not going to be playing home games. So, um, like I said, the latest I heard is they prefer to really just be rid of him, to trade him. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know how successful that'll be. Uh, how many teams are willing to take that on um, at this point, too? Because, hey, we live in an age where it's preferred that you're vaccinated, you know? So we're going to see. Um, but as of now, you know, they're rolling with them for just to be playing away games, seem like. Yeah. So uh, as far as my predictions coming out of the the East, um, a team that you left off, uh, maybe you don't even view them that way. I think the Miami Heat got better overnight. Uh, with the additions that they made in the offseason. To me, they're more of a, a poised veteran team mm-hmm. who uh, kind of had issues offensively uh, scoring. And I think Kyle Lowry is going to help them out for it's not just being another guy that can score 20, but a guy that can kind of facilitate and set others up. Um, Jimmy Butler and Bam, if they're healthy, you know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really think the East is going to make a true push uh, obviously, I, I think I'm going to take Milwaukee here. Uh, veteran ball club just won it all. Uh, really didn't lose anyone significant to me um, out of their core players. Uh, so I have to roll with them. But if you tell me, give you a team who you think can challenge those guys, I'm going Miami. Uh, coming out the West, I hate the situation that the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard is in because I feel like, although I'm not a Clippers fan, yeah. I'm not a Paul George fan, I'm not a Kawhi Leonard fan anymore. Uh, I just, I just still feel like us as a fan, we got cheated out of watching the two LA teams hit, you know, go against yeah. each other in the Western Conference final. I feel like until we get that, it's gonna feel kind of awkward and and we're gonna feel <laughs> cheated because that's what it was supposed to be. LeBron yeah. versus you know uh Kawhi. Uh but obviously uh his health has taken the turn for the for the worse. So uh I will probably have to ride with the Lakers in this one. Um I really think if it wasn't for injuries even last year the Lakers could have could have uh, made the finals, and I definitely think with the added depth that they had, although these guys are older, um, they know their roles uh, better than the players last year. Everybody kind of got an understanding of what's expected. Um, so if they stay healthy, I, I got the Lakers making it out the West. And the one thing I do want to say about Miami, because I just – they're a wild card for me. Like, I don't want to say they're Brooklyn or they're Milwaukee uh, quite yet because it really depends on – Two players for me, the development of Bam Adebayo, who mm-hmm. I feel like if they're going to be contenders, he has to be their best player. It can't be Jimmy Butler. It can't be Kyle Lowry. It has to be Bam. Um, and then the development of Tyler Hero and how consistent he can be um, because what he went out there and gave them last year isn't, isn't good enough. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was in the playoffs 
um, his rookie year, mm -hmm. but he has to be closer to that than what he was last year. And if okay. he could be that and Bam continues to progress, then, yeah, they're right there, right there yeah. as well. And see, when you say that um, Bam has to be your best player, I kind of view him and um, him and uh, Jimmy Butler as a package deal. Kind of like uh, like a Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Like some may say this guy's the best, some may say this guy's the best, or even uh, Kyle Lowry and DeRozan when they were in Toronto. Some people felt like because DeRozan was the more score and more athletic, he was better. But Lowry was way better defensively and setting others up, had more responsibility, so he was better. I kind of see Bam and Jimmy in that light. Like you don't have to tell me one is so much better than the other, long as they're both are playing great up to their full potential. I think Miami would be good. Yeah, and and I and I definitely think Jimmy Butler is the leader of the team, and that's exactly the role he has to play. But when it comes to on court uh, production, I think Bam has to be that. You know, he has to be that that clear number one for them to actually be able to take on uh, Giannis and uh, and that Bucks team or KD and and uh, that Brooklyn team. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, man. Like you said, we we only a day into the NBA season, so I did want to touch on that, but we'll be touching on that as as time goes forward. Uh, but right now we're still in the heart of the NFL season. Uh, we got a break this past weekend, Much not having <laughs> not having the stress over the Saints. So that's always that's always a blessing. I usually hate these early buys, but this is one of those rare occasions where I'm like, man, we needed this right where we got it. Absolutely. Um, so let's just look over the uh the other games that went on that, that may have been interesting to us. Um I wanna start with the Ravens against the Chargers. That probably was the most surprising outcome uh, to me over the weekend. Not that the Ravens won, but how they won. Mm -hmm. Um this was the first uh week that the Chargers offense just didn't have it. They didn't have it in any in any form and and part of that is that Baltimore's defense but part of that was just really the Chargers couldn't couldn't get it going um oh. and they're they're such a they have such an aggressive coach um that you know early on he he rolled the dice a bit and this, this was just one of those games that didn't work out for him and it put them in a bigger hole mm -hmm. um what do you think about Baltimore now I still think they're the same old Ravens not in a bad way, because, damn, that sounds pr pretty bad. But <laughs> by that, I mean, like, you know, you, they're still going to win a bunch of games in the regular season. They're still going to play at a at an all-pro level on, on both sides of the balls. You know what I'm saying? Even when even though the Ravens' defense haven't lived up to expectations yet, uh, when the goings get tough, that's still a defense who you expect to be able to put on the field and get a stop, especially in the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, they, they're still just one of the better teams, not only in the AFC, but the NFL. But, uh like you said, the Chargers just never got the ball going. Uh, it was surprising for me because, like, if there was, if there were going to be an upset game Sunday, like this is one that I looked at, like, you know, uh, good as um, the Chargers been playing, especially from the quarterback position, that they definitely had a chance to go out here and win this game. But they never got the ball rolling, running the ball, passing the ball. They tried some things to get them outside the pocket. The Ravens was definitely ready for that. Uh, they just couldn't convert on third down. Like, nothing went their way. And then if you flip it on the Ravens' side, they got every stop that they wanted. Uh, every, uh, Lamar Jackson pretty much played around in the pocket. He had all day to throw the ball. Uh, it was just one of those games where the Ravens roll and, you know, 
folks can see them in the Super Bowl uh, or at least winning it. Uh, some folks, you know, it was yeah. that type of game for them. Yep, and once again, it wasn't even that they. I mean, they they were decent offensively, but they weren't, you know, they weren't even, you know, that great. But the fact that they were getting such good field position uh, every every go around that that made the difference. Because I'm mm-hmm. looking now when Lamar threw, he threw two interceptions, got sacked three times, two uh, bonehead interceptions. I'm talking about devastating. Why yeah. did you even throw it interceptions right to the defense? And uh, I mean, didn't throw for 200 yards. Combined, they ran for about one one fifty two hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, that's mostly behind Lamar Jackson. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely one to where the Chargers definitely ended up beating themselves, mm-hmm. which I can't I can't honestly be mad at. Once again, the offense didn't get going, which was the biggest. That's the biggest thing. They never got their offense uh, going. But I hate that people want to try to look at the gambles that that the coach took early on um, when that's something that's something he's been doing all year. When it yeah. works, y'all ain't got nothing to say about it, but when it don't work, let's not throw a big – it's what he does, you know. So if, if you're going to hate it when he's doing it and it's successful, that's cool. Hate You can hate it, but don't love it when it's working and then hate it when it's not, you know. And see, I'm one of those people, man. I, I pretty much hate it. At all times. I'm not a fan at all of going for them four down, which that is the new thing this year. Yes. Yeah, like every coach you look at from Cleveland to the Ravens, the Ravens, oh my God, they don't, I don't even think it's a, a a discussion or a decision if they're going for it on fourth and one or fourth and inches. They they going. Yeah. Um, but you got a lot of teams. The Rams, the Rams have been doing mm-hmm. it a lot. The Arizona Cardinals. Yep. You have so many teams that are just playing so much aggressive, uh, aggressively. Doesn't matter what quarter, where the ball is placed, yeah. whatever the case is. They're trying to score points early, and it's and it's an analytical uh, analytical thing. Like analytics will tell you, oh, it's you know you got a better chance to win if you go for it on these fourth downs. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of teams, it makes sense if you got Kyler Murray, if you got Lamar Jackson, if you got Patrick Mahomes, and you're staring at a fourth and one, fourth and two. Why why aren't you going for it? Mm-hmm. But coaches like uh, Staley, he's going for it on his own twenty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes into the first quarter, you know, and, setting and, the tone early. And, yeah, and that's and that's what it gets you beat. Um, another game I looked at from that I found interesting was um, the Cowboys and Patriots. Very interesting game. Um, man. So two take two my two biggest takeaways from this game is one. Bill Belichick still got it, right? It's just <laughs> he he still got it. Like I don't care what anybody says about him. Um, I don't care what their record says. Bill still got it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is Dak Prescott is earning every cent of that seventy five million dollars he made this year. Mm-hmm. I told you. Which 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 of course when he first got it, and you're like, dang, he making seventy five million the first year. Mm-hmm. You like he can never live up to that. Like yeah. no matter how good he is, he he's living up to that right now. Uh, what you about to say? I told you last week he's the best quarterback in the NFL thus far. If yeah. you look at all quarterbacks from top to bottom, they got some quarterback that's playing playing good. Russell Wilson wasn't turning the ball over a lot before the injury. Uh, Matthew Stafford has definitely came over and and made the Rams look like a different football team. 
Lamar Jackson still playing good football. Pat Mahomes on his on his worst day. Josh Allen is playing unbelievable. All those guys, Tom Brady, uh, yep. all those guys, right? I still want Dak. To me, Dak has been the most impressive player at the quarterback position thus thus far. And I'm not I'm not going to debate you on that because once again, I don't I don't I don't disagree in a way where I'm like, no, so and so is way better or so and so is way better. I'm not. I don't have any of that. Um, but yeah, that he's definitely been playing some great football. Dallas in general has been playing some great football. Um, between Dak, they uh between Zeke and Pollard, they're getting a run game going last finally. Two, last two games. Lamb has has been yeah. <laughs> it's it's that's crazy how how fast he's come along. I was just telling someone um uh last week. CeeDee Lamb, I mean, he is the guy who they go to. Amari Cooper, if yep. you're going to give him all that attention, we're going to put CeeDee in the slot. And if you don't put a great corner on him, this is where we're going with the football. They yep. asked Amari Cooper a question. They said, um, how do you feel about not getting targets? Tim and Robin, Robert Woods asked him the same question. They had uh, very similar answers. How can I complain and we winning? Yeah, It's just that simple. Who cares? I got three catches for 39 yards. If we winning by double digits points, I, I mean, why would I be mad at that, you know? But yeah. – uh, yeah, CD is he he's balling right now, man. And um uh what I was about to say. And and Trayvon Diggs, like that 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 dude, like I don't know what it would take at this point for him to lose uh defensive player of the year, but it would be something uh crazy that would have to happen at this what? point. It's so crazy because he he's the most talked about football player right now, right? Yeah, you got some people who feel like He's the next thing of next making of Deion Sanders. And then, like, you have a lot of other people who feel like he's just a decent corner, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm caught in between. Like, I think he's a decent corner with incredible um, ball recognition. He plays the ball great and he catches the football great. Yes. But, far as like technique, which makes a corner, speed, which makes a corner, like, to me, he doesn't blow me away. He's a true ball hawk. Definitely. Like you say, his 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 play recognition, his, his ball skills are phenomenal. To me, him and Marshawn Lattimore so far this season are the two best corners and in complete different ways. Marshawn Lattimore is the cornerback that's going to be on his receiver's hip. He's going to have all these pass breakups and, and everything else. Like you're not going to you're not going to beat him. And Trayvon Diggs is kind of the opposite. Like, I don't care about my corner. I don't care about my receiver. I'm watching the football. And when I get my opportunities, I'm going to take them. And they've been working out for him, and they've been putting Dallas in these incredible uh, positions. Like you say, when you and that only helps when you have Dak on the other side of the football. You cashing in on that. Yeah. Um, so to me, those are the two best cornerbacks so far this season and in two different ways. Um, so it's, it's good to see. Uh, and maybe that's different if Marshawn Lattimore actually has two hands. Maybe he's coming down with more interceptions as well, you know, yeah. if he ain't got one hand in a cast. Yeah. Um, and then, like like I said, man, the Patriots, they, they spent a lot of money this offseason. Um, some of it you looked at and was like, uh, you just spending money to spend money. Like, they received Kendrick Bourne and, and Nelson Aguilar, uh, those guys, I wasn't real big on them spending money on the way that they did because um, they're average receivers and they're showing that. Um, 
They're getting what they can get out of Hunter Henry and John uh, Smith. Isn't much. Um, the Mac Jones is probably the best quarterback so far out of that class, which we thought he would be coming into this first season. But he's still a rookie quarterback, and it shows uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So, like I said, the Patriots are going to be fine, you know. But this this season is going to probably be another washed one for them. Yep. Um, the last game I really wanted to touch on. Oh no, there was two more. One is the Cardinals and the Browns. The result of that game didn't really surprise me once the injury started piling up for the Browns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you when you come in with without without Nick Chubb and then you lose Kareem Hunt and then Baker's already hurt and then he gets hurt even more. Um, so that's, that's, that didn't really shock me, um, that the Cardinals ended up pulling off 37 to 14, even though the Cardinals had some injuries of their own, uh, across that defensive line. Um, but for me, you know how big I've been on the Browns these past two seasons, and it seems like injuries is going to be something that's going to continue to get in their way. Last year, mm-hmm. it was mostly on the defensive side of the football this year is attacking the offense. I know uh, they put Kareem Hunt on IR. Nick Chubb's not going to play tomorrow night. Uh, Baker's not going to play tomorrow night. They already uh, ruled Baker out? Yeah, Case Keenum's oh, wow. taking over tomorrow, yep. Okay. Um, which is smart because he, he wants to play, but look, on a short week, let's just sit you down and give you that more time to recover right. uh, for our next game. Um, <clears throat> but if the Browns can't get healthy, man, this – is like they've already fallen into this three and three hole. Um, not hole, but they're three and three. They go to play the Broncos tomorrow night, and with what they're missing, they could very much likely be three and four. Yep. And then once again, you're talking about a division that has the Bengals and has uh, Baltimore, who I think at this point, both of them only, may only have one loss, if I'm not mistaken. I think Baltimore lost two games. Okay. So, yeah. So they may both. Let me check. Um, Baltimore is five and one. The Bengals are four and two. Gotcha. So yeah, so you know, once again, we're looking at one of these divisions that's so good that you can't afford to get behind early. And the Browns, because of injury more than anything, have found themselves in that position. Yep. And the corner still rolling. Like I don't have too much to say. We we talk about them. We've been talking about them every week because you can't not talk about them yeah. at this point. Uh, but the last undefeated team this week they have Houston. I think they're a seventeen point favorite. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and I think they cover. <laughs> man, I hate spreads that big. I really do, especially in the NFL. But it's but like you say, when you look at it, you like, why wouldn't they beat them by you know 17 points? So um any other game you wanted to tackle from this past week or anything in general you wanted to touch on? This past week, uh definitely got to go with No, I think we actually covered all the games that was worth talking about last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, Tennessee. Did we talk about Tennessee? Oh, yeah. Ten- Tennessee, you're right. Tennessee-Buffalo, Monday Night yeah. Football. Yeah, um, very good game. 
the MVP of our league, Derrick Henry. <laughs> hey, at least let's start by saying the best running back in football. I think he's for sure. Okay. For sure. And, uh, and, was- and and he's been that for for he's been there for a while. And a lot of people, he, and me included, we mm-hmm. we looked at it and taken away from him because he's not a pass catcher. But he's not, and I thought about this too. He's not a bad catcher of the football. He's he not. Have, he's just yeah. not as good as those other guys, and we've right. been taking away from him because of right. it. But that that man has been the best running back in football for three, four seasons. I was going to say at least two. I think if you go back three, that's that Christian McCaffrey year we had over 100 catches as well and went over 1,200 yards rushing or something. Yeah, I think that was three years ago. I mean, but Derrick Henry probably still the best think- running back in the game. Like, like I say, that's what we get into. We get into yeah. – Oh, Christian McCaffrey can catch the ball out the. But is he a better runner of the football than Derrick Henry? No. I, I, yeah, as I said, I don't think nobody's going to be a pure, better runner than Derrick Henry right yeah. now. So, yeah. And, and like I say, that's how we've that's how we've been taken away from him. It's by saying, oh well, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, they out here catching these footballs too. But man, like Derrick Henry's on pace to to break the rushing record uh for but one season right yeah. now. You know. When I say he's the best, it's not necessarily looking at it from a fantasy standpoint, like, you know, catches and, oh, I'm getting points or anything like that. But I look at how the way guys affect the, the game of football, mm-hmm. how you make defenses line up differently. Um, right now, Derrick Henry is doing that. And yeah. if you, when I go back three years ago, Christian McCaffrey did that. It was impossible to load the box against um, – I'm sorry, it was impossible not to – uh, play smaller against Carolina because you didn't want to leave a bigger linebacker on Christian McCaffrey, just like teams try to do against against with Elvin Kamara. But uh, Derrick Henry, th- what he done Monday was just ridiculous from a football standpoint. Yeah, a loaded you- box every snap, and it doesn't. And and <laughs> it was ridiculous. Throwing that, like, come on, but- was, he took the snap. Immediately, he had pressure. Somebody knocked him back two yards. He stepped on a D tackle, and the play wound up being a negative three yards. And I was like, "That was the most impressive three yard run I've ever <laughs> seen in my life." He he's just different. Like yeah. the touchdown to seal the game, folks wrapped on your ankles, and you bounce up against the D tackle, and you don't even move, and you you don't even stumble into the end zone. Like you different, bro. You different. 100%. I don't know what you're trying to prove. I know he worked out <laughs> crazy hard. I, I get it. Like this is what he do. And then and and the difference between this year, because what Tannehill has been there what three years now? This is his third yeah, season, and a half or something like that. Yeah. So since Tannehill Tannehill has been there, they've they've been in a position where you've had to respect their passing game a little more, mm-hmm. especially when they still had Corey Davis and of course AJ Brown was. A.J. Brown hasn't been good this year. Julio Jones hasn't been good this year. They don't have a tight end anymore because John Smith is in New England. So thus far this season, it's been all on Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And, hey, he, he's welcoming the challenge of, look, I'll carry y'all. Until yeah. y'all figure it out, I'll carry y'all. Yeah. Yep. And that's been that's been really impressive. Um, and for them to go up and, and be able to perform like that against a Buffalo Bills team who we all see as – contenders as well you know that was that was a great showing for the monday and not only that you're going against a high-powering bills team josh allen one of the hottest quarterbacks in football 
we know what you get from Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders has definitely uh, helped them out. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, Dawson Knox. It, it's crazy that how Dawson Knox has has overnight turned into a household name at the tight end position for the Bills. Yeah, he's catching balls and getting downfield, or he's in the red zone scoring touchdowns. Yeah, um, they finally starting to have a little better success running the ball. The Bills are really clicking. Defense is tough. And this is one of the defenses that's had Derrick Henry number the past couple seasons. So I was really in tune, like, all right, if Julio's going to have a coming out party, it has to be tonight, although he was playing with injury, and then he got injured injured worse, taken out. Uh, But like you you said, man, Derrick Henry, uh, what he did against the Bills, that was just – that was crazy. And A.J. Brown had a decent game. He had some big catches down the stretch. Um, yeah, just to keep the chains moving and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. But once again, man, we came into this season saying, look, that's going to be a high-power offense, man. When you got yep. Derrick Henry and then you add Julio Jones and you still yep. got A.J. Brown and it just hasn't hasn't been that way so far this year. But once again, Derrick Henry has carried them to a 4-2 and record thus far. And in the words of Sid, Tennessee needs a whole new secondary. <laughs> that was probably the worst secondary performance I've seen all season. And, was, I, uh, and you just made that comment about Buffalo and their run game being better. They still got to go get a running back, man. Like, I don't I don't understand how they're not calling Indianapolis about Marlon Mack right now. <laughs> because just a, just, just a, a competent running back would make a world of difference for them. Yeah, that's true. Um, So looking forward to week seven, let's start with our New Orleans Saints and what I've been, well, what we've all been saying for the past few weeks is just make it to the bye week, mm-hmm. make it to the bye week and let's get some of these reinforcements back. Um, so they've activated um, a lot of players off of IR. Uh, Will Lutz was first. Um, Marcus Davenport, Quan Alexander, uh, Traquan Smith. Those are the four that's, that's been, uh, activated um the other guys that we waiting on armstead michael thomas and eric mccoy we still don't have anything on them yet but once again they're making it seem like it's going to be sooner than later mm-hmm. um and Anyamata, this is his last game of suspension and he'll be back for week eight yep. so potentially for week eight we're going to be looking at uh I don't want to say a completely different team, but a much different team than what we've seen mm-hmm. um, thus far. And the most important of all of that to me is offensively, you know, getting a Traquan Smith, getting the Michael Thomas back, uh, getting Eric McCoy back, Teron Armstead. Like we, there's a lot on offense that we're missing right now. Um, and even though we've been able to, to pull out games, uh, it's been mostly on the back of our defense. Um, and that's not something that we're going to be able to do for 17 games. So offensively, it has to pick up, and that really starts with getting those weapons back on offense. Sure. Um, but this week, we travel to Seattle to take on a team who's dealing with injuries of their own, with Russell Wilson being down, uh, Chris Carson being down, um, but they still have plenty of weapons over there, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner on defense. Um, so what are you looking forward to and how you see this game playing out Monday night? Even if Seattle had Russell Wilson, I would have still took the Saints to win this game on the road. 
<clears throat> uh, I just think the Saints defense, uh, even though we're not getting, uh, you know, the record sacks that we we're getting last year, it still is a pretty solid unit. I think our defense to this point has still been somewhat under underrated by the rest of the NFL world. Uh, but I think we've been one of the better units uh, thus far. Um, solid cornerback play, um, secondary play, period. Marcus Williams, you know, I wasn't a fan of the $10 million, but uh, he's definitely lived up to it thus far. He's everywhere he should be, um, you know, for the mo most part of, uh, of this season. Uh, but I think they're going to have to take shots. And in them, I think I'm talking about Seattle. They have to take shots. I don't understand why you have DK Metcalf and you just don't just release him down the field at certain points of the game. I, I don't get it. Like, they have to do it this this week. They have yeah. to. That's the only way they can be successful. But in order to do that, you have to give Geno time. And I don't see them being able to give Geno time. So uh, I, I really I have the Saints winning this game. We know the Saints are going to do phenomenal against the run. It's not like Seattle can run the ball at this point. No way. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, he has been a disappointment to this year. He hasn't been a Tyler Lockett that we've seen these past couple uh, years. Yeah. So uh, I, I really do think it's going to come down to if they can make big plays or not. That's yeah. what I think it comes down to. Defensively, I think they met their matchup decently against us at times, but uh, I don't see them being productive enough offensively to uh, to win this game. So yeah, and, and the first thing I was going I was going to say when you said that about DK Metcalf and not giving him uh, many opportunities is that offensive line it doesn't give any quarterback any time. And Russell Wilson, man, we've been seeing this and saying this for at least three, I want to say four seasons now, even maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say this all started once they traded Max Unger for Jimmy Graham. Mm -hmm. um, and they started trying to experiment with people all across the offensive line. But Russell Wilson has been making all of this happen for Seattle by his ability to stay alive. Mm -hmm. uh, pocket. Um, Geno Smith doesn't have that same capabilities. Uh, I know we haven't seen Geno in a while, but I'm, I'm quite sure he hasn't grown a new pair of legs and, 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 and is out here moving around like a Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray. Um, so if you – that offensive line with Russell Wilson behind it, that's one thing. Having a sitting duck behind it is going to be something completely different. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, we're talking about a defense who's 32nd in yards allowed. Mm -hmm. um, I, they got rid of their best corner last year, which was um, they let Griffin go. Shaquille Griffin, he went to Jacksonville. I think their best corner right now is Sidney Jones. Mm -hmm. About four, I think, too. Jamal Adams is a good safety. He's not the best coverage safety. Oh, he's good in the box. He's great in the box. Yeah. Um, so, and man, like 16th in yards and rush yards allowed. Um, so that's like, I don't. The moment Russell Wilson went down, that season ended. Mm -hmm. um, him being out for any amount of time was going to kill them. I don't see – I mean, I, I can see a way, but I'm hoping that there's not, that, that doesn't happen. I don't, I don't really see the Saints not running away with this game. Um, yeah. it, it's going to come down to Seattle not being able to run. If they can run the ball – it would be so much different if they had success running the ball because then you slow the game down. You yeah, limit exactly. possessions from New Orleans. But more importantly, when you go to fake the ball in the belly of the running back, you make you make our DN stand up for a split second. And I just don't think they're going to be able to run the football against us. I don't see it, you know. And and that's the story of the game. If you can't run the ball, then you, you won't be successful. And even with Chris Carson, it would have been tough 
Mm -hmm. um, but not having him, you you going yeah. out there with Alex Alex Collins, Alex and, Collins yeah. and Homer mm -hmm. uh, and, and and DJ Dallas and those guys. I don't mm -hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think that's going to be able to get them them much. Yeah, uh, and then once again, if they can't stop anything, like this this may be the the best offensive performance we see so yeah. far. Um, for one, because we're coming off a of bye week and we had mm -hmm. that time for extra preparation. But for two, once again, their defense isn't good. Not against the run, not against the pass. Um, so I'm quite sure we both got the Saints covering this four and a half. Uh, this victory should be way more than five points. Um, I think so, at least seven. Yeah, at, yeah, at least seven. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was – yeah, so we're looking at uh, making a statement coming out of the bye week, which New Orleans is – uh, something they typically do off of a bye week, they're pretty mm -hmm. good in general. Um, but this is a, a very favorable matchup uh, to get to to try to get to four and two. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> the next game we'll look at is the Bengals against the Ravens. We touched on how good of a division that AFC North um, is uh, when we talked about last week's game and the, and the Browns injuries. Um, but once again, like you said, man, the Ravens are the Ravens. They're going to they gonna go out there and they're going to be solid on defense. And it's really going to usually come down to how good or how bad Lamar Jackson is. Um, but they're going to win a lot of regular season games. But this Bengals team has 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 looked really good thus far. Yep. This year. Joe Burrow looks to have shaken back from his injury last year. Uh, Joe Mixon. Has has shaken back from after not having that great of a year last year as well. But the person that's catching everybody's eye so far is Jamar Chase and mm -hmm. what he's been able to do yep. uh, so far. Um, how do you see that game playing out? They yep. uh, Ravens are favored by six and a half. Uh, very close. Uh, if I had to pick, if I had to pick in this game, I would say that the Ravens. I would say the Ravens cover, but okay. it's close. It's real yeah. close, like extremely close. Um, I really do think, you know, it's going to be a close game, especially in the beginning, and I could kind of see the Ravens running away in the, in the fourth quarter. But Joe Burrow has been playing pretty decent football. Uh, he's kept the turnovers down this year uh, more because I want to say, what, his first six games, he had just as many interceptions as touchdowns, if I, if I remember. Right now, uh, I think the last time I viewed it um, – it was about half and half or so, like 14, 15 touchdowns or something like that. Yeah. A couple, six, seven interceptions. Um, and they're, they're still not running the ball as much as I would like. But when you got playmakers on the outside, I mean, sometimes that's just enough to pull it through. The Ravens has definitely had their issues uh, in, in the passing game for his own defense go. Uh, their best corner, to me, he was top three corner last year, Marlon Humphreys. Mm -hmm. He has came with that same uh, play and that same energy like he had last year or whatever. So um, I could definitely see Cincinnati getting some big shots and, and making this out of a game. And and um, which we knew as soon as it happened, Marcus Peters, missing Marcus Peters mm -hmm. has really, you know, affected that Baltimore's defense as well. Oh. They're supposed to be so deep at the cornerback position because they still have uh, Averett, who, who's been there a handful of years, very fast. He's experienced. Yeah. And you still have Jimmy Smith. Jimmy yeah. Smith still over there. Um, 
I, I think I'm going to roll with the Bengals in this one. Uh, not necessarily saying that they're going to win, <clears throat> but I think they could keep it close to what we're looking at a field goal at the end of this game. Yeah. Uh, once again, offensively, they have that balance. They have mm-hmm. the talent with the receivers. Uh, not only Jamar Chase, but you got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to still yep. worry about. And then you have the tight end that's also been uh, very reliable so far this season. And then you have Joe Mixon to worry about out that out that backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both defenses will play okay. I think I think uh, uh, what's the over under forty seven. I'd probably take the over for this game. Um, but I think, once again, I think the Bengals are able to keep this to a field goal. And I don't think they go out here and, and allow Baltimore to get them by a touchdown. I can even see an overtime game right here. Gotcha. Um, the next one is the Chiefs and the Titans. The Chiefs are a five-and-a-half point favorite against the Titans. Uh, Titans are at home in this game too. <sighs> Tough. Five and a half. Five and a half. Got to go with KC. Yeah. I know Derrick Henry's gonna run the run the ball very, very well against Kansas City. They've had yeah. that issues at, at defense. But um I really think this can be a, one of the better games for Kansas City defensively. Uh yeah. just having to worry about the run more than both. Yeah. Um, we know the issues they're having with Chris Jones playing him at end uh, over D-tackle this year is not worked out thus far. But only having to st- worry about the run because nothing has been impressive about Tannehill's passing game this year. Um, you got Julio Jones who more than likely will miss this game or, you know, at least be watched. A.J. Brown is also playing banged up. No tight end. Um, offensive line has been having issues in the passing game. So I'm, if I'm I'm loading the box with Honey Badger and I'm saying, if you're going to beat me, throw it over my head. Yeah. And, uh, we know, you know, anything Kansas City defense does uh, positively, giving them back the ball, getting stops, oh. Pat Mahomes going to make that Tennessee defense pay. That Tennessee secondary is horrible. Yeah. I mean, flat out bad. Yeah. Man-wise, zone-wise, they are bad. And um, th- uh, Pat Mahomes haven't been Pat Mahomes, you know, of late, but that's a quarterback in offense you don't want none of. Yeah. None of. I can see Travis Kelsey catching, catching 13 or 50 balls Sunday. Yep. I can see that kind of performance from him. Um, and, uh, we've talked about this before. The offseason when Tennessee let both of their, uh, their top two corners walk, we looked at him and was like, well, what's the well, what's the answer for this? And I think they really felt like Caleb Farley was going to be able to step in and, and be uh, really good for them. And then, of course, they signed Janoris Jenkins. Um, but, man, like, like you say, the secondary is horrible, like, yeah. regardless Janoris, of what they try to go out and play. Janoris Jenkins have had more blown assignments and thus this year so far that he did with the whole year and a half he played with the Saints. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a completely different corner over there. And, and part of that was what I was worried about, why I was willing to let him go, too, because you just never know. But and, and once again, but that's not all on him. Uh, part of it is. Oh, they, course, get, they get no pressure. Tennessee yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Part of it is, of course. But um, and I and I, I, I honestly um, think the opposite of you about Tennessee I think this may be a game where Tennessee's passing game actually picks up and are actually able to be successful uh, passing the football. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm still taking Kansas City because there's not many teams that I don't feel like Kansas City should be beaten by a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, regard like if if it's going to be a shootout, if you're telling me neither team is going to be playing defense, Kansas City should still go out there and put up more points. Right. Um, man, like I said, Kansas City has to figure it out defensively. Maybe they can do that here, but mm-hmm. like I said, I think I think the better chance is that Tennessee figures it out passing the football, A.J. Brown is able to come alive a little bit uh, off of this performance he had Monday. Um, but I still got the Chiefs winning by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's me. Um, Philadelphia against uh, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. We got them, uh, what we got, San Francisco, no, we got Las Vegas favored by three, the three-point favorites mm-hmm. uh, at home against the Eagles. I wasn't big on the Eagles coming into this season. Uh, I don't feel that differently about them now. Uh, they're about where I figured they'd be six games in with a two and a two and four record. A quarterback in Jalen Hurts who he's not consistent, so you don't know exactly what to bet on him giving you every week. Uh, once again, though, but part of that is the weapons that's around him. Um, you got Devontae Smith. Um, you got Dallas Goddard, who's been hurt. You got rid of you, you the shipped out Zach Ertz finally, so he's gone. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Miles Sanders, um, or any <laughs> running back that they have back there. Um, it's crazy. People who you don't care for, man, you be consistent with it. Like it don't matter what they do, how they playing at the current time. So it's yeah, Miles. like. <laughs> so this this Vegas team, who even before the exit of John Gruden, was a team that we looked at and was like, man, they're playing better than what we expected, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, with Max Crosby and Carl Nassib um, and those guys across the defensive line. But then offensively, Derek Carr has looked like a top 10 quarterback for most of the season to this point. And I don't see that slowing down, especially going against this Philadelphia defense yeah. at all. And there's nothing in me that makes me believe that that, that the Philadelphia offense is going to be able to keep up. Um, so three points, man. I feel like that's I feel like that's real low uh, uh, for this game. So I definitely got Vegas being able to to beat them by more than three. And and I agree with you right there. Uh, the only and something else that you left off. Um, the Raiders is one of those teams that I came in watching a lot of. I kind of expected uh, them to do a little better than what most people did. Yeah. Uh, they they got they found a three running back system that that's starting to work for them. Um, with uh, Kenyon Drake being signed this offseason, he took a lot of pressure off of uh, the guy that starts there, uh, Jacobs. He yeah. took a lot of pressure off of him starting. And Jacobs even missed, uh, I want to say he exited the game early and then he missed the game. Yeah. Uh, and, and Drake was able to step in and look look great. Peyton Barber, bro, I forgot all about him. I ain't going to lie. I wasn't a fan yeah. of him at all when he played for Tampa Bay. But uh, these last two games, he told it the ball fairly decent um, yeah. for, for the Raiders. So you mix that in with the fact that they're using rugs down the field. We know what Darren Wall is. Uh, Renfro, he gets his. Uh, defense is playing better. The Eagles, right? The most underrated thing about the Eagles that people don't talk about is they front four. Their front four has been decent. Yeah. It's just everything beyond that has been horrible. 
Yep. So I do, you know, think they will be able to get to the quarterback a little bit better, contain the run, but I don't see them being able to play both of those things good enough to keep this game close. Eagles still have their issues on offense, so it's going to give the Raiders more uh, chances to score. So like you, I would have said at least if you want, if I was a Batman and I'm taking Philly, you would have to at least give me seven, uh, mm-hmm. four. I mean, I, that's just a gimme. Three, four points. Got to take the Raiders. I don't think I can name an Eagles linebacker. Right off the top of my head, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I'm—I don't think I can name anybody in the secondary outside of Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably it. Yeah. So, and that's—and that's not good if those. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not good if I can't name a linebacker on your team in general. Right. And I know uh, Fletcher Cox. I think has been dealing with some injuries mm-hmm. uh, as of late. So, yeah, Cargo uh, has been pro- probably playing better than uh, Fletcher Cox at this point in the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's hard for me. And, and of course, the that Eagles offensive line, um, it's always something going on with, with that offensive line. But I, I see Lane Johnson is back, mm-hmm. um, and he's supposed to play this week. So that's going to help. Um, but, I, yeah, once again, I don't see them being able to keep up with Vegas. Uh, at this point. Um, so the last game we're going to look at is Sunday night Sunday night football, which is the Indianapolis Colts going to the San Francisco 49ers, where San Francisco is favored by four and a half. I think this is going to be the one we go opposite of. What you what you looking at there? Um, I like both teams for different reasons. The Colts, I, their defense, right? I've been really looking forward. They had a primetime game last week. And I was like, I really want to take the opportunity to examine the Colts' defense because, to me, they get a little bit more love than what they deserve. Yeah. Uh, folks always have them around that top five, top seven defenses, and I'm like, I just don't see it. Um, who did they play? Who did the Colts play? Last week? Yeah. Was it? Uh, it was Houston last week, right? The week before last then. Oh, did the they fall to Dallas or somebody? I don't know, but – I know they were on primetime, and uh, I got a chance to to, to check them out. But yeah. uh, de- de- their defense is decent, but I, I just don't think, you know, they're all world or they're going to change the game for them. The biggest thing is Carson Wentz. He haven't snapped back and start looking like Carson Wentz that was in Philly and almost won MVP before the injury. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has been, to me, the only bright spot offensively, you know, for, for that team. Um, San Francisco is a more rounded team. Whether Trey is going to play or Jimmy G, I still like San Francisco in this game, and I also like San Francisco to cover, and that's depending on whatever quarterback played. Yeah. Uh, I think the defense, uh, the front seven is 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 good. The coach don't have what it takes to challenge them outside uh, where it matters, the the weak point of that, that San Francisco defense. Uh, T.Y. Hilton came back, but then he got an injury and he left, so you still don't have a receiver. Um, I just think this game can um, – can be one early. Like I can definitely see San Francisco going into halftime uh, up as many as eight to 10 points. Um, I just, I just don't like the coach this week. Yeah. And like I said, and I figured we were going to be pretty on the opposite of this one. I'm I'm, going to roll with the coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Carson Wentz last week with having T.Y. Hilton back, Mm-hmm. Showed that he can definitely get back to uh, not where he was that year. He was closing in on MVP, but he could get back to being a, a respectable quarterback. Um, if it's he just needs that that one 
uh, true weapon out mm-hmm. there. And when you give him that and and have uh, the other weapon, your number one at this point for Carson Wentz can't be Michael Pittman. But his number two can be Michael Pittman if his number one is T.Y. Hilton. And that offense looked a lot different just by being able to bump down Michael Pittman, Pascal, um, what's the other guy they got? They got one other guy over there, receiver. Um, so if T.Y. Hilton, which I expect him to play Sunday night, um, don't know how healthy he's going to be, but I figure he's going to be back out there. He gives them um, what, honestly, they've been missing on offense. Like, because like you say, Jonathan Taylor has been the bright spot for them so far. They can run the football. Jonathan Taylor, um, Marlon Mack has been getting more run lately, even though he's asked for a trade. And then you got to worry about Naheem Hines and what he's going to be able to do out the backfield in the passing game. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you give them a true number one one receiver, that opens up so much more for them. Defensively, I can agree with you that they get more love than what – they deserve in some aspects. Last year, it was turnover differential. Mm-hmm. They were able to force a lot of turnovers and capitalize off of them. This year hasn't been much different. I want to say they're third in turnover differential at this point. Um, they give up a lot of passing yards. They're okay against the run, but they force turnovers. And that's that's the difference. We know how Jimmy G is with the football. He's going to turn the football over this game if he plays. Trey Lance, it'll probably be worse if, <laughs> if it's Trey Lance. Um, so I think they force turnovers and avoid turning the football over. Not even going to go out and say that they're absolutely going to win this football game, but I can see them being able to stay within those, what, four and a half points. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Colts. And like I said, I'm taking I'm taking uh, the 49ers no matter what QB play. I feel like yeah. it's a great win. They can win by five. But I feel like if Jimmy G played, this is Jimmy G types of game. A team that's going to sit back, identify coverage early, a whole bunch of zone, get mm-hmm. rid of the ball quick, mix it with run. I, this is Jimmy G types of game. This is the games that he excelled in. So if Jimmy G play, I'm definitely taking San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And they say that he's been feeling good. So it's looking like he's going to uh... – be ready to go once again. I think we talked about it at the beginning of the season when we talked about when when would Jimmy G lose his job, and I said it's either he's either going to have to play horribly bad or, or injury is going to have to take him out. He knows he has to get back on that field immediately to, to not lose his job. Like, yeah. yeah, he knows he has to get back as soon as possible. So I I figure he he's going to play Sunday night. Um. The only other thing I wanted to bring up before we we got off of here was just the fact that I don't know if you saw the news earlier about Deshaun Watson uh, and they're saying that a Miami trade might actually happen this week. Um, But. Man, what happened to Tua so fast? Like that. What you mean so fast? So it's. It's his second year. Like he was a rookie last year. What did you see? Come, what did you see last year that made you say this is our guy? So, and and that's a whole different conversation. The the quickness that people give up on quarterbacks nowadays. Um, but once again, you had the year. The year going into Tua's draft was tank for Tua. It was let's lose all of these games so Tua can be our quarterback. Obviously, it wasn't what Miami was actually doing, but it's what Miami fans and 
a lot of people around the organization wanted to do. Tua was their guy. Yeah. And for two seasons, he's been hurt a lot. He's missed a lot. And when he has played, it hasn't been anything amazing. Exactly. Not saying that he can't get to that point, but so far it hasn't it hasn't materialized. Um we just talked about uh Jimmy G having to rush back so he won't lose his job to injury, not because Trey has outperformed him. Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing better, gave them the better chance of winning, and they still benched him for Tua. Yep. Tua didn't even get it the right way. Like, you know, like, I, yeah. he's never done nothing to me to, to deserve to be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. Never. Yeah, 100, 100. Like, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. Um, But I'm not ready to say that Tua is a bust either. Like, I think, I think it's one of those situations where Sam Darnold and, you know, the Jets. Oh, well, the Jets just weren't the fit for him. Or even like like I, I it's crazy, but I'm a firm believer that if Mitchell Trubisky was the starting quarterback of Buffalo right now, he'd look a whole lot different than the quarterback he was totally in agree. Chicago. Totally so agree. I think Tua is gonna be that type of situation. Um, but Deshaun Watson going to Miami is what I wanted when he first said, Look, I want out of here. Mm-hmm. I looked at Miami and said, Oh, that's the that's the perfect spot for you. San Francisco. Um yeah, a lot of people, and once again, like I can't argue with San Francisco. Um, but what's the? I don't know. I don't want to get into that. Miami is where I wanted him to go initially. So if he ends up in Miami, I'm happy. Um, <clears throat> what happens with the, the NFL and his lawsuits and all that stuff afterwards? It's hard for me to believe that with the allegations and lawsuits he has going on now. If they were going to materialize in something that was going to get him suspended for a year or banned from the NFL, Miami wouldn't be making a trade. They obviously know that it's not leading to that, at least with what's been put against him at this moment. Now, if something new resurfaces, then they screwed. But it's hard for me to believe that anything crazy like that is going to happen when they get him. So I'm expecting him to get to my end. Because once again, we know that he hasn't played this year, not mm. because of anything with the NFL. It's just the Texans not playing him. Right. <clears throat> so he gets to Miami. He They're going to be looking to start him uh, mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Yeah. And that could change a lot for that team, honestly. Yep. When you look at him and you say, man, the difference in a lot of these games has been quarterback play. Yeah. I don't it'll be hard for me to see a situation with Miami trade for him simply because of everything that's around him, right? I get it. Uh something would have been done by now. I get it. But I just think the situation Miami's in with, with the draft picks they have, the draft picks that they they may get this year, because if um if Tua continues to, you know, underachieve at this point, who knows how the season, you know, unfolds for them. Um, but if they do get to Sean Watson, watch out NFL. Yeah, like for real, for real. Watch out! Yeah. I think uh, the boost that the that the, everybody's been talking about how Miami defense has taken a step back. Trading uh, for a guy like Watson will probably get that defense the boost has been missing. Knowing well, they don't have to go out there and win every game. Yeah, and of yeah. course they've dealt with some injuries too. I know um, their last game. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think Howard or Jones played uh, in London. But so. The- and to be honest with you, they have been like the weak points of their defense. It has been, you know, their outside corner play. 
from yeah. those guys. Yeah, and that's not something I think is going to keep up, though, not with those two guys being back yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, like that would that would definitely change a lot uh, at this point in a season where they can still make something of their season right. if, if quarterback was something uh, something that they were able to improve upon. All right, and we'll end with this. If Tua is not included in the package deal for Watson, is Tua a quarterback that you would welcome in New Orleans? 100%. Is, is Sean Payton, like, so there's not that many quarterbacks where I'm looking at saying Sean Payton can't make that guy better than what he already is. Mm-hmm. I think Tua is a better talent than Jameis Winston is. So, once, so yeah, I'm I'm welcoming to her. I'm welcoming to her. Like like I said, there's not many quarterbacks that I'm not looking at and saying Sean Payton can't make better. Uh, Taysom Hill is one of those quarterbacks. But outside of him, <laughs> I knew Taysom. I knew Taysom name was gonna get brought up someone one way or the other. I knew. I thought you was gonna start off by saying he's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. I thought you was gonna start off by saying I, so. So I was. But yeah, so Tua is definitely somebody that I would welcome into New Orleans. Man, you're talking about a guy who's what 23, 24, who just once again, I feel like he just needs that right person in his ear. He's in Miami. They have two offensive coordinators. You don't know who's calling plays. You don't know who. Like I don't, I, I don't even understand that situation. So yeah, Tua is definitely somebody I would, I would be welcoming. Gotcha. But uh, I disagree with the more talented than Jameis Winston thing. But really, you don't think two is a more talented quarterback than, than Jameis Winston? I think Jameis Winston is the poster child for this dude is better than what we think he is. It's just the situation he's been in. Uh, I think putting Jameis Winston into a New Orleans Saints offense at the age of 23, learning from Sean Payton, I, I would like that situation better than having a two at 23. Um, I- Jameis. What's the one thing that, that makes you say that's why I want Tua to play quarterback for me? It's not his strength. It's not his speed. It's not his arm power. It's not his accuracy. He, he doesn't read defenses like in, in, uh, extremely well. He doesn't make others better. He's not a playmaker. The one thing we can rely on Jameis Winston is, is being a strong thrower of the football, and he's but pretty that, accurate with it. But that's it. Like, he's a strong thrower of the football. That's it. His decision-making yeah. skill isn't great. He's not a mobile not, quarterback. Tua but once he, is going to give you mobility. But, but uh, Tua but is more accurate than you get to him now, credit for. Winston can move around. It's just that no, he's... He can move around, yeah. He, he's not uh, uh, he's not what we what I expect Geno to be Monday in the pocket, no. But Tua is a mobile quarterback. Tua can get out there and get and get it done with his legs. Jameis isn't that. Um, and... Tua is more accurate than what you're giving him credit for as well. Uh, he's a more accurate quarterback than what you're giving him credit for. Do I think Jameis is a more accurate quarterback than him? Maybe at this point. But once again, if you're giving me Tua at 23-24, that's something, uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take what he is right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. We disagree on a lot, especially yeah. when it comes to quarterbacks, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's that. That was a good question right there. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's it for this week. Uh, looking forward to another good week of football. Uh, we got basketball now, so we got basketball games coming on every night as well. We'll touch on that some more next week. But uh, man, back to it with New Orleans. Back to stressing over New Orleans this week, man. Back to it. <laughs> All right. Until next week.
your boy's not in my league no. If you listen close, I'm coaching, take keys Cause a boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo Every time I do it, do it the